Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Game of Thrones and a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. I'm Eon, Eon Blue Negative on Tumblr. I'm in charge of this very special episode, and tonight we have on the panel Lot. Hi, I'm Lot, Lady of Tarth. I have some posts on Tumblr. We have Guile. Hi, I'm Guile, Guile and Subterfuge on Tumblr. We have Chicky. Hey, I am Chicky, Chickren on Tumblr. And we have Clotho. Hi, I'm Clotho, and I'm Clotho Spindle on Tumblr. And I just wanted to say thank you, Clotho, for stepping in for YD tonight. I can't wait to hear one of those signature burps of yours. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just do it now as a response. Yes, let's do it. I can't just can you, happen. They really happen natural. Dance, so. monkey, okay. dance. <laughs> <laughs> so tonight we're covering the winds of winter, speculations, and expectations, with our main focus being Jamie and Brienne. I'd like to first throw out a blanket trigger warning for rape and violence because it's a song of ice and fire. You just got to. You got to. Yeah. So, um, any clue when this book is going to be finished? Any predictions on a release date by chance? Tomorrow. Tomorrow? <laughs> what do sure. you think? What do you think, Lot? Um, I predict a Christmas announcement with a release after season six or when it comes out. Oh, okay. I'm just thinking like a marketing strategy. Like I, I think that's something they, something they would do. Right. Mm. Yeah. Some, it, it coincide with winter, you know? Yeah. Uh, to <laughs> maybe not take the thunder away from the new season. I mean, yeah. what do you care? <laughs> I, I, I mean, they could, I, I think just like everyone's going to be like all invested in the series at the time. So just having the book and then people will be like, well, I guess maybe it's a time to check out the books. God willing. <laughs> yeah, if he does it, he would at least have to. I would think he'd have to do it by February to give people enough time. Because didn't the re release date get pushed back till late April, possibly early May? Is what I heard. Maybe last. May. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm yeah. Looking like so. Yeah, yeah okay. so he might just. I mean, I could see him wanting to put it out before just to get his little like. Okay, this is what I say goes in before, but who knows? Well, that was clearly his goal. I think he said he wanted to get it out before season yeah. six. Mm -hmm. But that was a while ago, and he hasn't really updated that. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Gal? What do you think? Well, my prediction for the announcement was always tomorrow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, November so third, right? Yeah, Dude, you so said November third. Why? Ago. Yeah. How'd you yeah. come up with that? Because it's a Tuesday and books come out on Tuesdays. Yeah. So my thought was he would announce that because he was watching football all weekend, and then he just had a couple things to finish up. And then he's done. He's shipping it off to the publishers tomorrow. So he'd make the announcement on his live journal um, yes. tomorrow. And then the book will come out in February or March. Yeah. Well, whoever's right, the winner gets um, either a cookie or a photo of yours truly in a sports bra. We'll see. <laughs> Some, gee, we could make trading cards. Do you we keep all going have... this route. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you all have plans to like completely vanish from social yep. media to avoid spoilers? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. 
<laughs> fuck your internet. I mean, nice I'm out of here. Uh, like, <laughs> got book three. You have to vanish from the fucking internet because, like, I'm here to tell you. <laughs> yeah, that's before true. Before dance, the whole fucking plot was leaked like two, at least two weeks oh, before fucking wow. dance came out. Well, wasn't uh, the book out early? Yes, some jackass booksellers put the book out early. I think it was in the UK. I want to say it was actually oh in the UK. And I, sounds I, like I don't, the UK. I don't remember. It's been too long. All I know I is it was out early and spoilers were everywhere. Now, do they? I didn't think about this, but they pretty much release uh, paperback and um, you know ebooks simultaneously. Correct? Is that correct? You mean hardback? So you, hardback? Like well, like yeah. you could download it on your Kindle right at the same day that they release yeah. it, or is it like midnight? Yep. Yeah, oh, midnight. Okay. You'll be able to- Day. Uh-huh. Okay, so that would be a way of kind of getting around, like, you're not going to end up going to the store and having that whole, like, Snape kills Dumbledore video, you know, that was going around oh, the internet. Oh, spoilers. Oh, no. Spoilers <laughs> for, like, Harry Potter, come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, that was, like, the big deal that happened, so I can imagine people, like, That is brand new information, too. Kyle has really never like, read those. No, wait, you have. Wasn't oh, that the deal? Oh, yeah, that was the deal. <laughs> No, sorry. No, Eon. Eon no. hasn't read him. That's who hasn't read him. Eon's the one who hasn't read Harry Potter. No, but my thing is just like, I'm going to have to go like internet dark like a month before the release date because oh, I am no. so freaked out about getting the spoilers again. Yeah. Fuck the spoilers. Like, I mean, like, as much as I love spoilers for the show, like, I don't want spoilers for the I don't show. either. I don't want any we, spoilers. I just want, whenever it comes out, I just want to take, like, a week off from work and just lock myself in a room and just maybe send, like, Mr. Eon and Mini Eon away so that I can <laughs> just be in this one little, you know, my little bubble by myself. <laughs> we are, we it's also... We also <laughs> talked about having like canned podcasts ready to go too for however long we needed for us yeah. all to just get it done. Oh, yeah. We did have an anon that was saying, "Will GRM announce the the winds of winter the second it's finished, even if it's at two a.m.?" Do you think he'd do that? Yeah, yes. because I mean, think about when you're writing fan like those of us who've written fan fiction. If you're done with some, if you're done with a chapter, you're posting yeah. it right away. It doesn't so matter what time work? it is. Does he have to get back, like, even if he says he's finished, doesn't he have to send it to his editor and then get back, like, a final? Or yeah, that, I think that's what he'll announce in his blog is that he sent after, it off to the editor, yeah. And then there, that's the four or five months or so between the announcement and the release date. Mm-hmm. Although, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think with Dance that he announced when he was done with, like, basically his rough draft. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I doubt he will do that this time. Yeah, I think it will be when it's off to the editor. I think that okay. will be the point that he announces this one. Okay, good deal. And I think either he's – either all of the reports of the foreign translators um, you know, being booked to work on it towards the end of this year are complete bullshit. Oh, really? And he literally hasn't written anything other than the sample <laughs> chapters, which I still believe is a possibility. <laughs> Or he's gonna, or he's like almost done. Wait, didn't somebody say they saw it? Like, didn't an editor or somebody say that they saw it? Am I imagining things or? No, there's a couple of translators. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So, are you ready for for Jamie and Brienne questions? Always. God. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Always. Maybe. (laughs) Jamie and Brienne have been missing in action for weeks. Where in the hell are they? They are oh, the, the million <laughs> dollar question. Yeah. They're licking their wounds, each other's wounds. Yeah, basically. I, I, agree with lot. I, I think they're at the quiet. Which aisle. takes a lot of licking because they've got some pretty big wounds. Oh, yeah. oh god. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to have a serious out? answer? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I was thinking about this today, and I think 
I think they're at the quiet aisle, and I think that we're not going to actually see what happened with the Brotherhood live, per se. I think it's going to be a situation like the fight at the Fist of the First Men, where we find out what happens via flashbacks. Mm, that's good. You know, I agree with you there. I actually don't think we're going to see whatever happens. Um, yeah, I think we're going to pick up with them pretty close to current time for the rest of the characters. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we'll be doing something. I think, you know, if if she is taking him to Stoneheart, I don't think we'll see that. I mean, obviously, Jamie's he's not dead because I think if he would have been killed off during this time, oh, his people head would be bragging about yeah. it, you know? And, and I think Quiet Isle serves more, is going to, you know, appear more and serves more of a purpose than it's already, you know, been right. Well, I mean, we've got the Hound there yeah. who's not a POV, yeah. so he, yeah. you know, presumably... Knowing that there's no new POVs, he has to stick ex- an existing POV there to like show that to us if he wants to show it to us. And I mean, makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Brienne's like so horribly think, injured, so yeah, I think they're in the veil. You think they're that's in the veil? where I think they're. Oh, okay. I think we so will see them pop up at the tourney in the veil. Hmm. See, I could see them running into Sir Shadrick when he is coming back from the Vale, presumably having snatched uh, Sansa. Mm. That's a thought. I could get on mm-hmm. board with that. Yeah. But I think we'll yeah, see theory. them before that. I think I think they'll show up either at the... T- I think they'll show up in a Sansa POV is like, is my big thought, which is the reason I read her sample chapter, even though I... Oh, that would be so uh, cool. I'd love to see them through Sansa's eyes. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah hmm. I, I have I a feeling like, that it's either going to be that or they're going to show up in like the um, in the prologue, hmm. not as a POV. But um, since we kind of know that the prologue is going to involve Jane Westerling, I wouldn't be surprised if they're involved in whatever that is. I guess I would be surprised because they're going in the opposite direction, presumed by all counts. Whereas Jane is headed towards the Rock, it it seems like. You know, Jamie and Brianna are kind of the other way. Well, not really. They're just in the Riverlands. And we know that Jane has just left from River Run like a week before Jamie and Brianna disappear. So we really don't know. You know, a lot of people assume, and it's it's a huge assumption, assumption and it's one that it's like I understand where it comes from. But I actually don't completely assume that Brianna is taking Jamie to Stoneheart. I've never really bought into that either. Do you think there's any yeah. chance in hell that he would take her back to Casterly Rock, like some secret entrance? I mean, the thing is huge. Is that completely just? I never really considered it before, but when you mentioned Casterly Rock, I think Rock, she's like, too injured and they're too far away. Like okay. she's really, really injured. I can't see. Yeah, I can't I mean, see him taking her on a long trek anywhere. Like I think yeah. he would try to take care of her. I mean, yeah, and that might be too close is, to the dream he had, like literal, you know, kind of thing. Well, it could be. My thing is, it's like, okay, what's going to happen? Like, the question is, right? This is the question as a Jamie and Brienne fan, and in a weird way, I think we're more qualified to tackle this than like other general fandom people because we love the character so much and know them so well. The question is, what the hell happened five minutes after the end of Jamie's chapter? I mean, like. Do we honestly think that Brienne is going to try to pull off some sort of, you know, like fooling Jamie and, and tricking yeah. him into going somewhere? Do we think she could pull that off? Mm. Is kind of the next question. No, I, mean, I just nope. think no. Nope. No, I think Jamie just wanted to go with her at all costs. Well, or they get ambushed like five minutes by five minutes later by like the blackfish. Right. Okay. 
I mean, possible, but I don't James know. James has the authority to say, I'm leaving with this woman. I don't need anybody with me. Like, he could easily just order people to stay behind, you know, even Which if they wanted did. to. He yeah. did. We know that he did. He left everybody yeah. behind and just went with her alone. But the question mm. is, I guess, why would he do that? And so here's here's one of my big theories on that, right? Here's what I suspect we may see. I mean, I'm not I'm not the type who ever can like draw a line on 100%. This is my theory is going to be correct. I think Brienne tells him everything. I just don't think she can keep the secret. And so my theories kind of run along the lines of she tells him everything and then he cooks up a plan to somehow save Podrick for her <laughs> and yeah. and do everything. Like if that makes any sense, because yeah. just the more that I think about it, I just can't see her pulling off anything. And he knows her so far. Oh God, well. he could wheedle it out of her. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. I just yeah. don't think she would last very long. And like, presumably it's not like they would have taken off in the middle of the night. She comes at night to Penny Tree. It's dark. They wouldn't have taken off in the middle of the night. They would have waited until the next morning. So you're talking about them, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> hanging out together at least mm-hmm. for a little while that night. And it's like, if he's around her very long, he is going to figure out that something is wrong. And I just, that, so that's my theory. So my thought is, would he come up with the idea of, okay, I can't make the rest of the Lannister soldiers who are with me, you know, do anything traitorous, but I will take Brienne and maybe go get Jane and Edmure and trade them for Podrick or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of one of my theories that I'm kicking around well, nowadays. That would make now, before the prologue, that, like, the most fun real. thing ever. <laughs> I really if the prologue was them attacking the convoy... Oh, How wow. glorious would that be to get that right away too, and not have to like? Instead of being because you know wolf. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna flip through that damn book and just look for Jamie and Brienne. Yeah. But it would be Are really you? weird. Hell yeah! Although yeah. I wait, am I? It'd be I don't weird know. to see them. You know, it'd be weird to see them via. You know, if he goes his traditional POVs in the prologues, not being like a real POV. So it'd be kind of odd to have them involved in the action of like a. A temporary POV, although I guess he did it with Chet with, you know, Sam was there, but. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah he's done that before. Can I yeah, ask? I, I mean, he like, did I'm tell. I actually lean more toward them going to the Vale, but I'm just saying, like, whatever they're doing, I have a feeling it's they've cooked up a plan together. Yeah. That's my that's my feeling. We did have it. L. Tom one was wanting to know if they could have been kidnapped and if so, by whom? Could they have been oh, kidnapped? Third party. Well, I mean, they could have been kidnapped by the Blackfish to exchange for, um, for Edmure and Jane. There is that guy with the Holy One Hundred out there too. I mean, oh, Christopher oh. Botley. Oh, that would be yes. awful. No, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. I mean, he wouldn't. I mean, I, I think he's not really a a player in it. I mean, I, as far as I know, he's loyal to the Lannisters, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have a question. Surprised. I can't help it. I gotta ask. Go ahead. Go so ahead. I'm kind of. Would you guys flip through the book to get to the Jamie and Brienne stuff, or yeah. do you read it? I would want character? to, but no. Yeah, I would want to, but I'm kind of a glutton for punishment, so I'll just probably just read it all the way well, through. I'll tell you why that may not be effective. I will. I will tell you why, with George. That may not be a good idea. Is 
precisely what we're talking about, where if they show up in another POV, you may not see their names, but they may be there. Right. So it's like if you didn't read, say, Sansa or the (laughs) prologue or whatever, you may not But when you do that, you pretty much – like how I do if I were to do that would be to read it and then be like, okay, I'm just going to read the rest of the book now. You know, I'd still read the rest of the book. Mm -hmm. I just get that first. I just find out if they bang first and then that would be it. No, but I think what she keeps saying is if you're reading the book and they're not named characters, like they show up in someone else's – Oh, you might miss the bang. Well, you would. Okay. Okay. You wouldn't miss the banging, though. I'm assuming the banging would happen. This POV is not it. (laughs) Unless, like, somebody, like you said, somebody's in the doorway. Was it Sander in the doorway or something disturbing? Like, peeking on the Like, on the quiet aisle. Oh, God. Okay. Chicky kind of covered this. I'm going to ask it anyway. In Jamie's only chapter in Dance with Dragons, Brienne tells Jamie that the Hound has Sansa. Will Brienne confess that this was a lie and that Lady Stoneheart wants her to kill him? And how do you think Jamie's going to feel about Brienne lying to him? Because, I mean, he's pretty pissed off about Cersei, the things with Cersei. She's, I mean, her face has been eaten off. She's going to have noose marks around her neck. She has a broken arm, broken ribs. She's clearly like, you know, she's completely out of sorts. I sort of feel like he would be, yeah, he would be somewhat said, understanding given the condition that she's in. He said she looked like she aged ten years. When I first read that, I thought she was like a, you know, zombie Brienne or something. Right, Chicky thought that she was yeah. unBrienne too. I mean, oh. yeah. a lot of people yeah, thought that, right? Yeah. So she's rough. So yeah, he's probably gonna feel some. You know. you know, they're going to have to have some strategic conversation because if they're going, you know, if they're going to the Hound and she's completely busted and Jamie knows he can't fight, like, they're going to have to have some kind of conversation about, like, how do we think we're going to do anything given that, you know, you're a wreck and I suck? Like, See, that's a really good point and it really bolsters Chickie's, like, the theory that mm-hmm. they're going to go some not go to confront them, that really makes sense because they would logically think that. Like, they wouldn't just waltz right in trying to, like, sacrifice themselves, you no. know? Well, except that, you know, except that if Pod's life, you know, I think Pod is still alive. And if his okay. life is in the balance, Ugh. they're going to want to do something. Now, I mean, Jamie also has a freaking, literally has an army. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He does, but yeah, I, my thing yes, is, like, Jamie's yeah. Jamie might do something that he would view as dishonorable, but I I don't think he would ask anyone else to join him in that. So if he does have to do something that's either like treasonous or, or dishonorable, he may not involve his army in it. Um, it's tough to say for sure, and it's always difficult to know what Jamie's going to think is honorable or isn't. <laughs> yeah, would he tell Brienne, <laughs> knowing what he knows about? Well, Brienne. and I mean the other, you know, the, I guess the other alternative is that she really does take him to Stoneheart, whether she's lying to him or tells him the truth and he agrees to go and they get out of it some other way you know they get out of it via yeah. the weirwood network or you know thorough seeing shit or you know they just flat out kill everyone i mean there's- yeah, well, that's it it's like how do they get out of it well my thing is right with with her taking him back to stoneheart and this has always kind of been my issue but on the other hand like i'm so deep in fandom that i hear you know, these little theories about her taking to st- him to Stoneheart all the time. Mm-hmm. To me, it just seems so prosaic. And I don't know if that's just because I've been hearing it for so long and it just seems old to me now, but it seems kind of lame for back of a lack yeah. of a better term. I, I, I'm not saying it isn't going to happen, but it, it just seems so unimaginative at this point. And it seems so well telegraphed because it's like, 
everyone thinks it. Everyone thinks it. I'm trying to figure out how I think Yeah. Yeah. Go on, Eon. Oh, I mean, everyone does. And that was like going to be one of my, my next questions. It's like, there's a popular theory of Brienne demanding trial by combat as a way to save Jamie's life. And how do you feel about this? Because for me, I've never really bought into that theory because with Lady Stoneheart, she tells Brienne, you either take the noose or you, you know, you take the sword and you go kill him. I mean, and she's literally willing to kill a little boy because he, you know, he was with someone that she thinks is with the Lannisters. I mean, Pod is like the most innocent person imaginable and she's willing to just string him up. So, I mean, I feel like the rules and, you know, etiquette, if you will, have kind of gone out the window. Right. And this is like the total psychological game George Martin is playing because I remember fe- reading it and my gut feeling was, oh, my God, the worst thing always happens or the thing you don't, you know, getting so confused about, well, the thing you don't think is going to happen happens, but then it's the worst thing possible. <laughs> so my immediate thought was, yeah, she's going to take him back and he's going to get killed because that will be the worst thing to happen well, to Brienne. So, it is kind of so, interesting. I think the Blackfish has to play a role in this because he's such a wild card and, you know, he's either headed, to, you know, he's either headed to the Vale or he's headed to the convoy going, the convoy going to the rock or he's just kind of lurking out there and waiting. But I think, yeah, there's a reason you know, for him. Yeah. we see, you know, we see Tom have, you know, Tom, Jamie leaves Tom with Edmure and the next time we see Edmure, he's like, pretty happy smiling and i think we interpreted that as like because he knows the blackfish escaped but i mean i kind of have to think that tom and edmure had a conversation so it's the blackfish isn't just going out into the wilderness with no idea of what to do like he could be going out with a you know literally a map of where to go mm-hmm. so is tom I mean, with to- refresh my <laughs> is he with is he with um did he tom's leave at too? river nope tom's at river run still, with oh, he's um, still river run yeah but he's I mean, been hanging out with the BWB. Okay. Yeah. I mean, going back to Lady Stoneheart, though, I mean, with the exclusion of her from the show, doesn't that seem to bode that she isn't going to play a significant role in the books? Oh, she's going to die soon? Well, I yeah. think she's going to, yeah, I mean... Or I, die, die, again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or, I mean, you know, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I mean, hope I she take- is. I take her exclusion from the show to mean she's not much. She's a blip in wins, basically. That's, that's what I, that's what I take away from it. And you know, it's tough to, it's tough to read. It's tough to read the show decisions and, and really say, Oh, this is what that means. But you know, it's stupid to ignore them too. And so, yeah, I think we can take something away from the fact that they're cutting her, which is And you know what? I mean, that Brendan, when you guys were mentioning, I mean, I never thought about that before, but it makes total sense if he were to take the place of Lady Stoneheart. Um, where, whether that's with the brother, yeah, whether it's at Riveron or with the Brotherhood Without Banners. Otherwise, I mean, you know, my sort of thought process is probably the best, like, surprise of all time would be actually to have Lady Stoneheart appear at this point when no one thinks she is going to appear. Um, but you know, I don't think they. Oh, I, I think the show has missed their boat. With I think it would be too late and too weird if she came back now. But maybe, maybe that's mm-hmm. just me being super jaded. I, I mean, I think that George made a mistake with her creation. To be honest, I mean, I think. Oh, I agree. I agree with you. I, I felt like that. Why do you? Stupid. Why do you feel that way though? Like, what? What is it about? Because her? it totally. Because I. If you have these many characters coming back from death, you've rendered death irrelevant to your plot, and everything's meaningless then. Like, you're dead, you're dead. And, you know, 
if we know or we strongly suspect that there's going to be one major resurrection, that's really all we should get. Like, or, you know, we have the, we had the minor ones of Beric and Darian to like tell us that this is possible, but we don't need everyone to be, we don't need everyone to be resurrected. Death should have meaning. But then again, like maybe, you know, who knows what switch, like I felt the same way at first, but then, you know, I remember telling someone recently, a friend who hadn't read it yet, and I was like, I gave a spoiler, and they're like, oh my god, and that sounded so interesting to them, so it's like, you know, I don't know, maybe it would have been better if one of the other ones had been left out, but I don't know what's going to yeah, happen with John and three people. I've always been a big fan of Lady Stoneheart, just, I'm a big horror fan, so I just mm-hmm. love this idea of this ghastly woman who's twisted, and I guess... And I just, you know, I I hate that it happens to the character, too, because yeah. I think... Yeah, that's my biggest a, issue. Uh, I hate that this happens to Kat. You know, so, was her life not... Yeah. You know, was her, were her last moments not fucking horrendous enough? Right. No, and she has resurrect to get, her. You know, <laughs> so she can't take revenge. I mean, it's great. But that's, like, that's, that's a song of ice and fire, though. Like, everyone gets the absolute shit of the story. You know, the worst. Everyone cost. gets fucked. So who do you think would kill Lady Stoneheart? The normal way. I mean, Barrett could get killed any normal way. I mean, hell, there's this huge pack of wolves in in the Riverlands. They can probably clear through the Brotherhood without banners. My thing is, a lot of people kind of say that Thoros is just adding some color or it's just George making the world interesting. But Thoros has this conversation with Brienne in Feast where he's talking about how much things have changed for the Brotherhood Without Banners. He expresses his own displeasure with it. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that Gendry is 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 a full-fledged member of the Brotherhood Without Banners now, and you're seeing things that you're like, is he okay with this, that they're not giving people trial and, trials and things like that? So it's like we have characters we know who are still in the thick of things with the Brotherhood yeah. Without Banners, that, and, and you're like, this is not a good situation that they're in. Like clearly people are unhappy with what she's doing. Some people like it, but others don't. I mean, you even have Jane Heddle who isn't perfectly thrilled with it either. Yeah. There's definitely not a hundred percent with this group at all. Yeah. Oh yeah. Gendry's sitting there defending this orphanage and now they're going to kill the woman that saved them. And they're also going to kill a little boy who is an orphan. Like that's pretty fucked up. Like Mm -hmm. I kind of like, you know, if the brotherhood doesn't put an end to this shit, like I kind of hope they all go to hell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, seriously, like that's bullshit that no one can stand up to this undead, like ghastly woman, like just kill her. I mean, how can no one think that's not a, well, how can no one think that's not a mercy? Well, this is exactly what, like, he does. Like, he makes you sort of say, oh, these characters are so cool. They're kind of doing this rebellious thing. And then you realize they're just as shitty as everyone. You know what I mean? When it comes down to it and push comes to shove, they're just causing as much problems as everyone else. Right. People suck. God, I hate these books. <laughs> but my thing is, it just looks like the BWB are just ripe to overthrow her. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah. And I believe that that's why we're given that information from Thoros. And I don't know why people don't incorporate that more into their theories. I mean, it's a funny thing with Jamie and Brienne. Like, people just, people outside of our fandom don't really touch it. They'll just go, oh, they're going to go to the BWB. You know, Brienne's taking him back to Stoneheart and he'll die or she'll die. One of them will die. Yeah. And that's it. They don't get into it. They don't think about it. They don't look at the the text like a lot of really great brains apply themselves to to Song of Ice and Fire theories, and yet they don't seem to touch the Jamie and Brand stuff. It's really frustrating to me because I'm not a huge 
theorist, I just kind of like read a good one and go, (laughs) I like that. That makes sense. And I wish someone would come up with something that made sense to me, basically. Right. And uh, what about Paul and, excuse me, what about Pod and Hal Hunt? Pile. Did you just make up a new ship? Pile. Pile. A new ship is born. (laughs) Pile. (laughs) No. (laughs) What about Pod and Hal Hunt? Will they live? He is kind of a pile. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. The odds of them both living? Probably not. It's I hope so, but I don't think so. I think Podrick has a better shot. Yeah. Well, Podrick is alive. We don't actually know that Hyle is still alive. We do know that Pod's still alive. Yeah. But then again, Hyle was kind of there to make Jamie. Well, that's what you think, you know. I just love the idea of Podrick being around, like with them for a possible Tyrion reunion of some kind. I just hope it's on good terms. Oh. Well, and I think for Sansa too, because to be fair, you know, she, she wouldn't know who the hell, you know, she doesn't know Jamie and Brienne at all. She does know Pod. Like, she knows Pod pretty well. That would be a buffer, yeah, somebody to. But does George but Yeah, I think Kyle's dead. But Kyle <laughs> might do something like self-sacrificing. I could see that. No way. Be... No way. Kyle? Oh, I don't think so. so. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he's like a he he's a self-server that Heil Hunt <laughs> well I mean you know he Heil you know I, I will continue hey, to maybe, Heil maybe, maybe Jamie and Brian will get back to the Brotherhood Without Banners and Heil will be in charge maybe he'll overthrow he's Stark awesome. <laughs> he that would be fucking oh awesome <laughs> some crazy crowd he could be wearing the hounds uh, helmet <laughs> <laughs> and a yellow cloak. Why not just throw that in there while we're at it? <laughs> oh man, with a scepter or something. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we had an anon that said, "Do you think Lady Stoneheart's going to die in the Winds of Winter, or will she take the Iron Throne?" Uh, no. Death <laughs> <laughs> dying. April says dying. She's dying. She's definitely dying again. I guess you know she'll probably just watch Jamie and Brienne bang too. <laughs> Well, that would be a great point of view. <laughs> <laughs> pissed that they never did have that threesome back at River Oh, Run. God. Ah. <laughs> oh. Back in her oh. less rotten days. See, that's, that's the thing. Like, I feel like people, I feel like a lot of people actually haven't read the books or read the books that closely. And like, there's so many, like, Arya's whole journey through the Riverlands, she's constantly meeting up with these people that are commenting about how attractive Jamie is or spreading this rumor about Cat, Jamie, and Brienne. And it's hilarious. Like, <laughs> like, he's kind of an epic figure in the Riverlands. And it's like, oh, the books or the show obviously completely misses out on that. But I feel like, a lot of readers kind of miss out on just like how well, you know, Jamie, Jamie is totally the, like, I'm trying to think of who's an attractive man in our world that everyone thinks is attractive. Brad Pitt of the, of Westeros. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So we got an anon that says, do you think we'll see the quiet all again in the, the winds of winter? I hope so. And yeah. I hope you- so, but I just hope I don't get the description of the beach again. The beach to get there. <laughs> yeah. What would you like to see happen at the quiet all? And they better have sturdy tables there is all I'm saying. <laughs> so I'm going to go contrary to Guile. I don't think we'll actually see the quiet aisle again. I think we'll see people from the quiet aisle, but I don't think we'll go back there. 
Well, I think like we've seen, you know, we've had the whole foreshadowing of, you know, men and women can't spend the night unless they're married. Hint, hint. So, I well, mean, yeah. I think that that uh-huh. is. Possible. Yeah. See, Chicky, you need to just just put this in your head, okay? Brienne is pretty banged up at the moment. And, and a stay at the quiet all. She and a stay at the quiet all. All in the aid of the elder, elder. I can't even talk right now. Elder brother would greatly help our wench. We do know that Elder Brother forbids men in the women's cottage unless they are married. And, like, in my opinion, Jamie will have a serious problem with this. (laughs) So what do you think would happen? I mean, he he wants to sleep, you know, next to his winch, and he can't. No, no, I love the fic about it. And I love the fantasy that it could be like mist of Avalon where like a mist rolls in and it disappears and they're safe on the quiet aisle for like another dimension. (laughs) I especially like that. It could happen. I doubt it. (laughs) Let's see. I got a couple um, questions from this um, uh, Stephen Yates. We got some emails from him. And, um, he said, what are your thoughts on the theory that when Brienne killed those men at Crackclaw Point, she unknowingly made a blood sacrifice to a weirwood tree? There was a young weirwood sapling growing in the area where she killed Timmy and Pig and Shagwell. We hear mention of the heads of Forgotten Kings whispering secrets below the ground as they bury Dick. Dick's burial near the tree might also be of significance. What impact, if any, do you think this will have on Brienne's story? And do you think, as some do, that she will return to the old gods? Um, you know, we covered this on what must have been whatever chapter that was. Um, yeah. About this. Um, I brought it up. And, yeah, I, it's a really cool theory. Ever since I first read the theory, I've been kind of, like, gaga about it. But I mm-hmm. don't. I don't know how to make it work, if that yeah. makes any sense. It's like, hmm. it's like one of those really cool theories where it's like, oh yeah, no, George is clearly, number one, George is clearly doing something. Every time he brings up a werewolf, there's a reason, yeah. you know? And she does throw the, the gold dragon in there and you're like, well, that has to be for a reason. Um, it's possible, but it's like how it will manifest itself, I don't know. And right. the it- theory that I read was that she bought three lives, basically. With this oh. sacrifice, mm. but so she, I don't, I don't know. She bought yeah. Jamie Pot and Hyle. Well, or herself Pot and, and Pot Jamie. and Hyle. Yeah, this might have something. It might, you know, this might have to be something that happens later on, farther in the story. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see, well, or I think it could like, be what happened with with Stoneheart. It could be that that's what it was. Oh, that she brand. she Hyle and Pod, you know. We're saved because of this this sacrifice that she made. It's you know, well, because in that one, what, what is it? The Russian edition of Feast, where that chapter ends with all of the ravens flying in. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, yeah. so I mean, yeah. you know, maybe that was more of the, maybe that was more of the payoff for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, in, and well, of course, in that it edition, out. it's it's just Brienne. There's mm-hmm. no pod. There's okay. no Hyle. Okay. Yeah. Um, there was another one. He says, do you think that Jamie's destiny is linked with that of Bran, given that Bran would never have gone north, met Blood Raven, and embarked on his current tra- trajectory had Jamie not pushed him out of that window? Surely that follows of great importance and significance. Could there be some future collaboration between them? 
perhaps at the behest of Lady Stoneheart? I don't think I don't think with Stoneheart at all, but I think with whatever Blood Raven's doing. Because I mean, if you read, I think it's Brand Three is the chapter that he's unconscious for most of, mm-hmm. where you know he sees like the golden, you know, the golden-haired man, and Blood Raven basically tells him not to remember. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I feel like there's there's a reason that he's telling him, you know, don't remember this, like. Because mm-hmm. this, you know, because this person has a part to play. Yeah, he's like, um, could GRM have intended Brand to somehow intervene on Brand's behalf, but subsequently felt it to be pre- premature, given that Brand had a way to go into the story before being able to exert such influence. Could this idea therefore crop up again later, but this time involve Jamie as well? I mean, I don't think it involves Brand at all. Yeah. I mean, maybe for Blood Raven it does, but not for Bran. I think, you know, I think there's a lot of, there's, you see theories pop up, right, where people try to figure out a way that, that Jamie and Bran could meet again or interact again, because there is um, a lot of symmetry to something like that, you know, a lot of literary symmetry. And so I, I get it, but I don't know from a logistical standpoint that they will ever interact again. I just... You know, George George tends to shy away from those really neatly closed circles, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. And that would be a really neatly closed circle well, if they do had. Do you think Bran is ever leaving the cave? No. I do think he will. You think yeah, so? Okay. I do. I yeah, I actually do. Uh-huh. How? Uh, it's a trap. <laughs> I don't think he leaves it. Yeah, kind of the I th- yeah, I think he's. I think he will leave the cave, actually. How would he, how would he leave the cave? Not his though. body. Not his body. Maybe he like, leaves will he be in Hodor? No, I think he's oh. yeah. I think oh. he will leave the cave. Do you think he'll die at the end? Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, is is Bran the actual last hero? We don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Could. I mean, I think, I think he's the last POV. Oh. He's definitely the last POV. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I think he might get. I think he might get out of that cave. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Well. Anon asked, will Jamie and Tyrion can we, meet again? Can we actually go back to that question a little bit? Sure, sure. Because I do think there's the whole idea of, um, you know, I think there's the greater idea of does does Jamie, you know, do Jamie and Brienne have a part in the end game? And is that is that the connection with Bran? And that's a really good question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Answer it, Kyle. Do it. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, I just I just oh, feel like that's maybe what what he was asking a little bit more, and I, I don't want to completely skip over it. But I think I mean, do you, you know, they have a sense of where he is, like where those two characters are on GRM's like totem pole of characters, and does he have a? To- I mean, I'm assuming he they're does. Second tier. tier. Well, I, I think know. they're second tier. I don't know if I'd say they're second tier. I you mean, like in third a way. Tier? No, I think they're first tier character. I think Brienne is even a first tier. Jamie's definitely a first tier mm-hmm. character. There's really no question. Um, I mean, unless you want, unless you want to draw an absolute line at the main five as first tier. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, that yeah. does things That's like That's what I'm drawing the line. Yeah. You don't and include, maybe like, over time that grew. first tier character? Well, maybe I mean, over like, time that grew. Yeah. I'm drawing it, I'm, I'm saying top four, I think. Well, no, top five. Bran, Arya, Jon, Danny, Tyrion. Those tier, are your tier yeah. one. And mm-hmm. then you got Sansa, Jaime, Brienne, Cersei, and maybe Davos as your second tier, and then everyone else. Oh, no, I, I consider that. all the major POVs to be. Oh, and Theon. Be, 
I, I consider all the yeah. major POVs to be first tier mm-hmm. characters. And yeah, so I definitely consider Jamie to be a first tier character. I mean, he's been in the thick of it since, you know, literally day one. Mm-hmm. So um, end game? I, you think they're end game? Well, no, you know, I think Jamie's going to die. So no, I don't think he, he will be involved in the end game. However, Brienne, I suspect, is very much going to play some sort of probably totally unsung hero role in the end game. Well, in other words, she'll do something typical. amazing, but no one will know. But the that's not typical for life. Yeah, I think she's the one who'd be the unsung. I think, well, actually, Jamie will be the sung hero, but it'll be Golden Hand the Just, who no one actually realizes is the same person. What? <laughs> How do they not it's know? Terrible. Well, I've always like thinking like a thousand years into the future, you'll hear about you know the evil uh, Kingslayer who was killed by the Maid of Tarth, and you know then. She, she, and Golden Hand the Just like helped save the world. And somehow, it's like her really hot brother in this version of the story. A thousand years well, from just, now, there'll be no, there'll be no connection. Somehow It'll mixing be, this. They're, they're two different people. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was maybe a little bit further end game. <laughs> That's like beyond. <laughs> Sorry, God, what a full thousand years out. <laughs> you know, the other thing is, is that they have at least one. They have at least one Valerian steel sword for you yeah, know, a reason. The one thing I've been wondering though is how how it and does Jamie ever get Widow's Whale? Like I think we all assume, yeah. but the more I think about it, I'm like I don't know how he actually would get that. Why yeah. is that the assumption? Because I've never assumed that. Well, because everybody's going thick. back to King's Landing. <laughs> no, I don't. everybody thinks he's going to Valencar, and everybody thinks he's going to go back. To I don't King's think Landing, he so is. That's why people think he'll get Widow's Whale. Do you think he's going uh, back to King's Landing? I yeah. just keep getting it in the well, books. I don't know if he'll go in the books. Like I, I don't know if he'll go to King's Landing. I yeah. still do think he's he, the Valencar. Yes, he should probably true. swipe Widow's Whale when he's back there on his horse. You know, grab it and jet. Yeah, on the show. On the show. <laughs> on the show. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. On the show. I'm not talking about the books. So <laughs> will we not... see the the Valencar storyline play out in the Winds of Winter? I think he intended to do it in Winds. Let's see if he gets it done. I mean, if uh, Cersei makes it out of Winds, I'll be shocked. Yeah, I don't think she's supposed to. I don't think she's going to make it out of the first half of Winds. Yeah, I don't. I don't think she's supposed to make it out of Winds, but she might just because he just won't get to it yet. <laughs> Dude, you got <laughs> one job. <laughs> Let's see. Will Jamie and Tyrion meet again in the Winds of Winter? No. No. Yeah. no. I don't think they'll ever meet again. Too soon. I think they'll meet again, but I think they soon. will. I think they will. That would that would be too delicious not to write. Yeah. Yeah. I have nothing else to base that on. <laughs> well, if you think that Jamie and Bran are headed to the Vale, I mean, it's possible. Like, if Danny ever makes it to Westeros. I think they probably probably cross and probably come into the veil from Essos, I would imagine. If you look at the map, I would imagine. Yeah, there are a lot of theories that she would go to the veil first. Actually, I read on Reddit the other day, someone had a, a thread where they were saying that since the area is empty and she could get to it on Drogon, that that's, that's, that would be a good place for her to base out of. Yeah. But Tyrion's pretty pissed at Jamie too right now. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. But the only you know that they dis they completely disassemb- disassembled the eerie set on the show. Oh. Oh. 
Well, I mean, that doesn't mean, you know. They I guess, like, they could use that. it years later, but yeah. It's, well, I mean, it, or they could have a new one that's I think what happens with Danny on the show is going to be different than what happens with Danny in the books, because on the show, Danny is going to be Egon. And in the books, we've got Egon, who's going to come in and yeah. wreak havoc in Westeros first, and then Wait. Danny will come in after. Whereas on the show, I think it's just going to be Danny. So a lot of what Egon does, Danny's going to do on the show. Mm-hmm. I think that in the show, Dorne is going to be Egon to a certain extent, hmm. but there's not necessarily a reason for Danny and Dorne to have a civil war between themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah, I don't. I don't think it'll be exactly the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would make more sense for Doran and Danny to kind of team up if that's the you know the angle they're going for than anything. But yeah, not that I want more Doran, but or Danny, but <laughs> yeah. I want more Danny. <laughs> I'm sorry. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> um, King's token as do you think Brand's storyline is going to take a dark turn? I'm not sure if I trust Blood Raven. Plus, for young boy Bran, has gone through some disturbing stuff, which he hasn't really dealt with. I well, I mean, if you've read Bran's last chapter in Dance, it's pretty fucking dark and yeah. disturbing. Yeah, yeah it's, like, it's already, already like, taken that turn. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he just ate his friend. Children so. paste, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, it's pretty, it doesn't get much darker than that. I, I don't yeah. know. I this thing. I I don't know why, but I feel like Bran being like underground, and I just feel like he's. It's a trap. They need him, and then Bloodraven gets released somehow. It's like a trade off. Uh, mm. kind of like his mm. way. Oh man. I don't know. I mean, like Bloodraven has never been like a bad guy, really. In you know, in his life. Well, depends on your point of view. He's pretty ruthless. If he's on your side, it's not so well. No, that depends. Well, <laughs> you know, I think, I think you, Bran is, think he's is evil. Not evil. No. Um, like, I think he has a conscience. Um, I just, with Bran, I think it's about the same. I think Bran is one of those do what needs to be done kind of people. A Jamie type person is, is what I think Bran is and Bran will, will do what needs to be done. And that may not be pretty. So, and we've already seen it happen. I mean, what he's been doing with Hodor and, and other things. I mean, Bran has taken the dark turn already and yes, he's yeah. a little, but you know, in George's world, he's not that much of a little Yeah, and, and it's established that people often wreak havoc, you know, doing these things, even if they have no intention of, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, Arya's not that much older, and she's just as in, you know, she's in a very dark place, yes. too. So I think, you know, there's, he, he's putting these kids in. For sure. You know, really terrible situations. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I think it's a totally I mean, they've legit. all had to make terrible decisions and yeah. do really immoral things and, just to survive. Like, I don't think Blood Raven's evil, but I, you know, I do think that there's an argument to be made that, like, the children of the forest are fucking with Bran and, like, they're the ones who are, you know, kind of playing both sides or are, um, you know, double agents or, or, you know, anything. Like, I have no freaking clue what the, what so the maybe like game a what story kind of is. Battles between the White Walkers and the Children of the Forest type thing? Like, all well, no, maybe the battles between humanity and, and everything Children else. Of the Forest and the and others who have, and, like, yeah. you know, combined or something. You know, who the hell knows? Okay. See, we know that George R. R. Martin is 
planning on calling some POVs in the Winds of Winter. Who do you think is going to get the axe? <laughs> well, we said Cersei already. Cersei? Well, well I, I have to, yeah, well, I have to, I always have to preface this with here's who I think he means to kill in the Winds of Winter. Now, whether he actually yeah. will get it done is another question because his story, his plot is just not moving at a pace. I mean, yeah. That's necessary for a lot like, of things to get wrapped soon. But yeah, Harry, Cersei, Vicky, Jamie, Mel. Barristan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think Mel's mm-hmm. probably going to die. Victorian has to die. John Con. Yeah. John Con. He might. Oh be yeah, one John Con. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, you know, Arianne probably does, but she'll be, you know, she'd be a late wins casualty because presumably. At some point, she's probably our King's Landing POV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's definitely our sp- Aegon POV. Yeah, with, so I mean... I'll go with the safe bet and say Tommen and Marcella. <laughs> but they're not, they're POV. not POVs. They're not oh. POVs, though, but Damn I mean, <laughs> we can go into other ones after the POV. I would love to see a Tommen POV. It would be about kittens. and would be a purple. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Unless it was the one with him Break dying. Horrible, like yeah. traumatizing if he did that. Oh. Oh, it better not be like a Tom and Epilogue. Oh, or God! <laughs> oh, no. But, um, I guess, um, what other characters besides POVs do you think are going to get the axe? Tom and Marcella. <laughs> I just hope Ramsey gets it in the books and the show. Yes. I'm 100% done with that fool. I don't care how good the actor is. I'm done. I mean, I feel like he's, he's a... He's a wins casualty, and Roos probably is, unless he's really an undead vampire. <laughs> Which would be awesome. <laughs> I, I think, like, Ramsey's Ramsey's strong make it and, in the books. I feel like Ramsey's gonna live. I have a funny I feeling. Yeah. Robert Strong and Kyburn are probably dead. Oh, is probably dead. <laughs> Marjorie and Loras are probably dead. Um, yeah. Probably one of Garland and Willis because we, you know, we're supposed to see them and they'll be battling the Ironborn. What about Littlefinger? Garland. What about who? Littlefinger. <sighs> oh, mm, I, I don't think so. Think that Maybe he'll live. Robin's probably going to die. Little Robin. Yes. Yes, he probably is, actually. Mm. Well, clearly Shireen is going to die. Yeah. <laughs> and Stannis. It's like, I've already, like, well, I've already warned Stannis. Stannis. <laughs> like, he's already dead to me. Yeah. Really. I expected Stannis to probably die in wins, so that's... That Davos makes... could die in wins, but uh, no, I, I don't I know. better chances that Stannis and everybody else died. If Mel dies, I think there's less chance of, St- of Davos dying. Mm. Yeah, I think I think Davos might get out alive. Yeah. Actually, I don't know. he'd die. Out, but yeah, out of the books. I think he might. So, mm-hmm. yeah, what? I... What about that Jon Snow? Do you think he's going to make it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, once he comes back, I think he's golden until the end. Yeah. <laughs> Yawn. <laughs> do you think the show's going to stick close to whatever's in wins? Do you think whatever we see in a show for Jon oh, no. Snow? Or do you think... <laughs> no. I no, I think... I mean, like, I think this... I personally think that this whole snowball that they're cooking up on the show is entirely invented. Wow. Well, I, think they, I think they actually gave him... I think... They gave him Stannis' plot. Yeah. yeah. Thinking yeah. that thinking of it being an accelerant and now it's probably not an accelerant because they're gonna if they go eight seasons, or it still might have to be an accelerant because there's just too much story to tell. But yeah, I think like this is 
a version of, um, a, you know, some kind of version of the Battle of Winterfell. And you like, said, is eight one. seasons confirmed? I mean, have they signed people on yet? Have we gotten information about people contracts? Because that would give us a clue who's still alive. I think, I think we all kind of suspect it's going to be a split seventh, which will be like maybe an extra eight episodes. So basically, an oh, not a full. Okay, okay. Because oh, if they split, day. if they split seven, then they don't have to do any more contracts. So that would probably be their wisest move. And then we it's won't get any clues about who's around because they're going to use the no. same. Well, I think, I think actually really someone asked Amelia, um, like not too long. I think it was Amelia that got asked and she mentioned something about a split seventh. Actually, you know, so. actually what's kind of interesting is that if they did push um, season six to May, that would put the end in July, which would mean that they could film some shit before the end of like they could film stuff before the end of the aired season. So our filming, we might be saved some filming spoilers, which would be kind of fun. Oh, you know, you've got a good point. Unless oh. unless they're pushing it back just because they, they're finally going to start filming most things in wintry places. But oh. maybe. Who knows? I, I mean, I do think it's like they probably I'm sure the producers are like when they're like, hey, do you guys mind if we gave you like, six, you know, 10 extra weeks? I'm sure they're all like, yes, for the love of they God. All, they can all do that movie they want to do. Well, just, I mean, I think, like, literally the time, because, I mean, they, I think, like, they're doing post-production on some of those, like, episodes eight and nine, like, mid-season airing. Like, they're cutting yeah. it damn close. So, yeah, I think they yeah. need all the time they can get. Well, Linda Antonson, who, you know, she's the co-runner of, of um, yeah. org. she does the um, Swedish, I guess it is, uh, subtitles for Game of Thrones, and they mentioned in one of their videos last last year you know they do video after episode they mentioned something about that they were getting they were getting you know like cuts of the episodes that had a lot of stuff not finished even just a a couple weeks before they aired so yeah it sounded like things got really tight in season five i mean they might be at a point where we have a year and a half between seasons to be to be honest i mean that yeah that wouldn't be impossible to george would be thrilled george would be jumping up and down (laughs) yay (laughs) And you it guys should be, be getting because... a whole lot of more special episodes. <laughs> yes, really. Oh my god! <laughs> and you think if they're filming, if they ever, you know, if they have to film like Iceland in winter, I mean, the number of filmable hours get pretty damn short too. So, good point. Hmm. Okay, gal, this one's for you. Okay. Uh oh. Okay. <laughs> Will Danny make it to Westeros in the Winds of Winter? No. No. Nope, I don't think she's there until dance or until uh, a dream spring. <laughs> you know, I always figured that like at the very end of Winds of Winter, they'll have Danny like actually touch like this the shore. She'll actually reach the shore of Westeros, and then it's going to be the end of that chapter. And then you have to wait for a dream of spring. <laughs> Eleven more years. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's what I always have thought too. I always thought what'll happen is it's like her fleet is on their way. And yeah. she'll just take off on Drogon and go alone and just touch down in Westeros somewhere. Yeah, just maybe. Just lands on a beach somewhere. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I don't think she's having any plot in, um, no in Westeros. It's- and that may have been the intention, but <laughs> I mean, there's a good chance we'll get to the end of Wens and she won't even be on her way to Westeros yet. Yeah. Like we all need to prepare ourselves for that because I don't know if you've caught it from this episode but I have huge concerns about the pacing of the Winds of Winter <laughs> well, maybe someone will actually be allowed to edit this book I mean I know that sounds like crazy but it's possible <laughs> that no <laughs> perhaps some of the criticism of dance like actually made a dent and I don't think so it. they'll be editing 
They're all Honestly, rolling in money. Honestly, this better be a monster of a book. I want this book George to continue wants. on forever whenever I yeah, have it Yeah, because I just wanted to explain so much stuff. And, you know, honestly, they better not edit out, like, anything about Jamie and Brienne. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what <laughs> of all <laughs> things don't... <laughs> Please leave in the 77 course fees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that kind of stuff. Criticism yeah. only matters when it affects sales, and it has not, so get ready for well, no, I mean, I, I think... <laughs> I think that George Martin, I mean, I'm assuming that he cares about critical, you know, the critical reviews of his books. Like, I, I don't think he doesn't care about that. I think, you know, he's he's in love with his world, obviously. But I do think that he would listen to, you know, he would listen to his editors. He would listen to criticism. And I think deep down they know that they failed with dance. I mean, they wrote a book without a climax, which... I mean that's pretty They've shitty. Acknowledged. Even the even and it's the really right, and it's a shitty thing to do to fans. Like you don't, you know, it's just it really is. You don't write a book without an ending and then leave people hanging for years. Well, and it was also shitty. Splitting feast and dance was also a really yeah. stupid idea and shouldn't have been done. Um, and I think they know that now too. So yeah, it's it's not that they haven't learned anything. It's not that he hasn't learned and then his editors. Right. And he doesn't seem like completely immune to criticism or, you know, just like an egomaniac or anything. On the other hand, I mean, like he also is getting a buttload of validation too. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, everything that I've seen about wins and like, I just listened, I was at um, Worldcon and I listened to him read Ariane. I think it's Ariane too from wins. And my sister and I were just sitting there looking at each other going, <laughs> This book is not going to get anything done. Like, it's just going too slow. It's not making things happen. But then think about A Storm of Swords and how much shit happens in the back third of that book. I mean, that, it's like all of you know, that is a there's good a point. lot of buildup and then it's just like climax after climax after climax. Yeah, I said but, climax. But that isn't one book worth. That's three books worth that he built to that point. So but I think that this book, The Winds of Winter, is going to have that climax, though, like A Storm of Swords. It's going to have I think it. it's supposed to. Don't get well, me wrong. I think, it, I yeah, think, I mean, I think it's going it to have a giant. I think I think Winds will have a giant ending. I think we all probably can guess what it is, too. What? Well, it's the wall coming down. Yeah, I don't think he'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he doesn't get there, then he really just needs to, like, not turn that. Like, George, if you're listening and the wall hasn't yeah. come down, don't write that blog post tomorrow. <laughs> just hold off on it for, like, another day. But this is my thing. I think he intended to do a lot of things in wins, just like he clearly intended to do a lot of things in just a Game of Thrones that he didn't get anywhere near done with. Like, I think he intends to do a lot of stuff. I just think he's not writing at a pace where it's actually going to happen. Maybe he I think- needs to write backwards. Like, he needs to write the ending and then write his way back. He might, just, he might just, be. I'd just I like know. to suggest something to, like, a world-famous best-selling right? author. I'm sure. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean, if I knew that he had another 50 years to write and I had 50 years to read, I'd just be like, go for it. <laughs> 50 years to read. <laughs> show, and I really want the ending for him. <laughs> Um, Maybe he could write. He can do like a Stephen King and write like a special edition, like you know, ten years from now. Yeah, it's just going to be torture if he never finishes the series because we'll get the Game of Thrones ending and we'll constantly second guess. Like, oh my god, was this really what was meant? You know what I mean? That whole thing. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. See, what other story arcs are you looking forward to in the Winds of Winter? 
Oh, Besides John. Jamie and Marianne, of course. John. John. Arya. Also looking for Arya, yeah. Arya. I think, like, the whole Theon and Stannis and what's going on there, because, I mean, that Theon sample chapter is so good, and, like, what's going to happen with Asha and... I know you guys yeah. are going to hate me, but I'm going to say Cersei. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, a big one. That's I really one. want to see that. Yeah. Robert Strong. I'm interested in what the hell's going on at the Citadel, too. Me, too. That's what I was going to say. Sam, yeah. See what's going on with that. I mean, honestly, like, I'm interested. That's, that's why I'm not, I can't just skip to the Jamie and Bran chapters, because it's not the only thing I care about. And plus, right. I think some of his best writing is, frankly, in, like, the Bran and Theon chapters. Like, they've always been so, you know, they're they're great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, who will sit on the Iron Throne at the end of Winds? If there is going to be a hurt. throne. Like, I think he's still hard. Aegon. Aegon, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. Well, that's who it's supposed to be. Let's see. <laughs> so so you're saying Tommen. I, I'm like, I'm telling you, I just don't think he's going to get to where he intends to go. Maybe there won't be a throne. I'm like, Cersei still hasn't had her trial. That's what I was going to say. Cersei's still on the throne. Oh, Jamie and Brienne are still missing. Like, we actually don't get any chapters from them. Oh, gosh. It's just like all marine. Right. It's like it's all nightmare. marine and about like 10 chapters about lemons in the veil. <laughs> <laughs> I could see there not being a throne at the end of it, like a dismantling of yeah. their system. Yeah, not at the end system. of the wins, but at the end no, of the yeah, whole yeah. series. The, end of the, the whole thing. series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Oh, let's see. Okay, we got the last question, okay? We're at the last question, and it's the million-dollar question. Are they going to bang in this book? Yes. God willing. Well, I think he intended to have them bang in the book. Let's see what I do. I mean, you're asking yeah, this group that question? <laughs> well, I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're going to bang and it's going to be cringeworthy. <laughs> <laughs> I need it. Yeah, I need to be cringeworthy. <laughs> yeah, I kind of want it to be cringeworthy, too. I, I want it his way. I want it yeah. fat pink mask style. Do you, want uh... it like, do you want it like um, sept style? No. Uh, <laughs> You know, I like sept style, book sept style. I'm all about it. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay, how are they going to bang? Like, position? Always. <laughs> Guess on a table is the only answer, right? That, that is the only answer. I think it's going to be quick the first time. I hate to say, I don't think it's going to be long and drawn out. I don't see, I think it's going to be quick, uh, angry. Yeah. That, like... Because they're built up. They have built up sexual tension. It's got to be, right. you know, it's all going to explode. Give me a sex in a while. And he yeah. has one hand. He's not really going to be good at it. Watch it. It'll be in Brian's POV, too. Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> I don't care. If it has to be, I don't care. As long as it happens, Jamie, I'll take it'll any be POV. Cringeworthy, but, but Jamie would make it hotter cringeworthy than yeah. <laughs> Brian would make it awkward cringeworthy. <laughs> <laughs> 
I would still take it. <laughs> no, anyway, yeah, anyway, they serve it, except through someone else. I don't want to see it like someone watching, but no. I, mean, I, like, I totally it's... would love that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> anyway, they serve it. <laughs> my God. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? <laughs> Why is Daddy hurting Mommy? <laughs> <laughs> the horse. I got to have an otter's point of view. with the horse take horse. <laughs> oh, my God. What if it was Sanders' point of view? <laughs> oh, no. That would be so awkward. Oh. <laughs> Alrighty. That concludes our questions. <laughs> Lot, do we have any thank yous? As a matter of fact, we do. <laughs> so, uh, Stephen Yates, he sent us in a lovely long email. Also, um, just gave us a little nice message saying greetings once more to all at close the door and come here. Let me say how much I enjoyed your peek into season six of got funny, interesting, intriguing, and almost makes me think they could redeem themselves after the debacle. That was season five. (laughs) We might be luring people into watching game of Thrones season six guys. (laughs) That's not what I meant to do, but sure. (laughs) (laughs) The checks go rolling it. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And uh, we also had a message from Lady Blade War Angel, um, who says, thanks for making my day with your season six discussion, mainly because of all the Jamie Brienne. That will just keep me happy for a few days at least. Uh, and yes, I said I would give you guys an iTunes review when I remembered my login. So I did. <laughs> I'll be eagerly awaiting the next podcast. Wishing you all the best. Thank you for Thank that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> More iTunes reviews. Okay, um, next message was from D Nanner. Um, he says, or she says, you guys are my absolute fave. I get so pumped to see a close the door podcast appear in my queue. I just finished the latest season six update and loved it, especially all of the JB speculation. And Jamie is definitely strong enough to throw Brienne down and do what needs to be done. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for always making me laugh and helping me get my A Song of Ice and Fire got fixed during the interim. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Dean Anner. Thank thank you. you. Uh, Okay, and we got a couple of messages from the Tumblr. Um, Ellie Thom one says, hi ladies. I just want to tell you how much I love, 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 love your podcast. It is the highlight of my otherwise jam loaded week. I Mm. even drink while I listen to it, which Uh, is no small feat considering where I live. (laughs) Love you guys. Keep rocking. I love this idea that maybe Ellie Thom one is like, in a like she's a nun. She's like in a nunnery drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. I hope she is. (laughs) Corrupting her. Anyway, okay. He's on the quiet aisle. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> All right. And we got another message from Comma Splice, a.k.a. Grammar Saves Lives on Tumblr. She says, okay, first of all, I love that in the middle of season six update, you pause for like whole minutes to discuss how little old me felt, how little old me felt about the hotness of the actor playing Randall Tarley. (laughs) I want to hear, did she say? (laughs) For the record, I am cautiously optimistic. Then you made... (laughs) (laughs) Then you made a Maria La Del Barrio reference, best telenovela ever. (laughs) (laughs) 
As for Davos, I really don't see why he'd stick around for Mel or John. He has a wife he cares about, and in the books, he's got three remaining sons back home on Cape Wrath. He was with Stannis for Stannis. Why the hell would he stick around for Mel, let alone if and when he finds out about her killing Shireen and John? Yeah, no. (laughs) All I can say is that if you saw someone get resurrected from the dead, I feel like you'd be like, yeah, I could maybe follow that. But like you said, Guile. I'm still going to debate her. Like you said, Guile, it's happening left and right. It doesn't even mean anything anymore. (laughs) Yeah, but Davos doesn't know that. Plus, he was just on Unicorn Island. His head is probably all fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let alone if and when he finds out about her killing Shireen and John. Okay, I read that part. Yeah, no. I mean, I can see GRRM making the transition, but D&D, it's going to be their usual logicless mess. Just like randomly burning horses and holding up a person with a bow and arrow. (laughs) Anyhow, really fun app, but now I have this image of my head of Walder Frey being an avid theater goer. <laughs> He's like grumpy old guys from um the Muppets, like the ones in the back. <laughs> oh, that old saint. He's gonna throw stuff at him. <laughs> okay, we have another one from Spick and Span eighty nine. Hi, ladies. Uh, the season six update was great as per usual. I'm so, so excited. We're getting a JB reunion. It might just make up for the clusterfuck of last season. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Probably Maybe. not. <laughs> but I'm thinking positively here. Uh, regarding casting news, the only role I remember James Faulkner in is in Bridget Jones's bottom pinching Uncle Joffrey. So yay. LOL. <laughs> I don't remember that. Part. I do. I do. <laughs> Should we watch Bridget Jones? Yeah, it's definitely not Randall Tarly esque. <laughs> okay, and last one is from Graceful Demon, who says, "All you need to know is Brienne and Jamie will shag as they fly over the wall on the back of a fire-breathing dragon. This event shall forever be known as the Great Flood." <laughs> yes, every pun intended. <laughs> Oh, God, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, that's so our podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you'd like to send us questions or comments, please do so at our Close the Door and Come Here Tumblr. Our email address, close the door and at gmail.com or drop a review on iTunes. And, of course, all hate mail should be directed to Gall and Subterfuse on Tumblr. All of it. Guys, we did it. We did a a wins episode. We did do a wins episode. In a couple hours, it's technically the day that George is going to announce. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone hold on to your pants. And once again, that's uh, Gile and Subterfuge on Tumblr. Yes, yes. (laughs) I'm going to get hate mail from George. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you for listening and have a good night. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.